0: Hello, everyone. I'm Kayla. And I'm Silas. And this is The Adventures of Kayla and Silas, a podcast about everything travel. Each week, we cover travel topics that we find interesting and that we hope you will, too. Today, we will cover our time in Guatemala. Yay! It was so much fun. Volcanoes, ruins, and, get this, more volcanoes. We did
1: some other stuff, too.
0: And and volcanoes. (laughs) It was a lot Seems of fun. Seems like
1: we did a lot of volcanoes, you're right.
0: We did a lot of volcanoes for the two of us.
1: Yes, compared to the amount of volcanoes we've done in the past. Yes. Yes. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Cool. But to start off, let's talk, just kind of round out Guatemala without mentioning the volcanoes. Oh, so the volcanoes it. for last. Yeah, they um, go out with a bang.
1: Well, and let me mention off kind of first too, that- we didn't really have time in Guatemala to go too far off the beaten path, so to speak. Yeah. So we did a very, I think, traditional two weeks in Guatemala.
0: You know, traditional like Thanksgiving traditional or like 4th <laughs> of July traditional. This is just your traditional Guatemalan vacation.
1: Those examples are awful.
0: So the first thing that we're going to talk about is Lake Atitlan.
1: Lake Atitlan.
0: It was kind of cool. It it had just a very lake vibe. Chill. Lake, chill, lake vibe.
1: Yeah. You know, it's the kind of place where there's like a ton of vegan and vegetarian restaurant. <clears throat>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> Kayla's dying.
1: You know, it was the kind of place where there were just like a lot of like vegetarian restaurants and a lot of people just like laying in hammocks all over the place and... We were only there a few days, to be fair, and we only stayed in one village because the lake has lots of different villages, and you can get between them taking a little boat across the lake.
0: And you can't get to them any other way, it seems like.
1: Yeah, like it seems like there is a road between some of the villages, but it's insanely faster to take the boat across the lake because the lake is literally surrounded by volcanoes.
0: So you have to go around volcanoes, down through other villages and all kinds or of Or up things.
1: and down switchbacks, which just is like not a direct route. Plus the lake is very big. So going all the way around it, it's pretty good sized. Yeah. So let's see. What else about Atitlan? Well, we stayed at Mr. Mullet's. That was actually pretty great.
0: It was pretty interesting. I liked it, but it had this very... It was a hostel. It's a hostel, but it was like like this quintessential... Hostel feel to it. I feel like that's the most hostily hostile that we've been in so far.
1: Yeah, it was like our first hostel on this trip with bar in it, so mm-hmm. we had like some drink specials and people are kind of hanging out, which was great. They had an awesome breakfast. Yeah, so that was, it one was of pretty like good. My favorite.
0: Well, my, my favorite. Oh yeah. Was the pool table, and this is why I want to talk about Mister Mullins because I thought everyone in the world, well, everyone listening to our podcast should know about this pool table. Go it on. had three legs that were complete and the fourth leg was supported by mostly cinder blocks and well, like a cinder block and some other books or something. It, was, it yeah. was pretty, it was pretty janky. And then the table definitely had been smashed. Like
1: thrown off the back of a truck or something.
0: And one of the pockets (laughs) was literally held together by tape. One of the pool cues had been split over someone's knee and then taped back together. At least I imagine it was split over a knee. Maybe it was hit up against something else, but it was definitely broken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And held together by masking tape, which... And
1: all the balls were like dimpled from falling on the floor.
0: So they would sometimes roll and then stop because of the dimple, or it would be kind of teetering on, on the edge of something and you go to hit it and then it would just start rolling again on its own. Uh, you had to play the table based off of the slope of it. It was going to one angle and then one of the people who was staying there didn't like that. And so he propped up the cinder block leg a little bit higher to fix that, but then it just kind of sloped to the other side. (laughs) So it was it, like too much overcorrection. It was uh it was just I wish that I had that exact pool table in my house. That's it's like an extra challenge. It's just a conversation piece all it, It's just funny. It's just awesome. Anyway,
1: so we did hike a volcano at Teilon that what we're going to talk about later, but we also did another hike while we were
0: there. I preferred this hike actually. I
1: preferred this hike as well.
0: And um, that's saying a lot because this hike Took off at 3.45 in the morning. it was very early. And Kayla, as we all know, hates morning. Kayla, say it with me. Hates morning. Okay, she's not going to do it.
1: (laughs) I don't like mornings. That's true. But like the whole point of the tour is to see the sunrise over the lake. And so obviously you have to get up early. And so it's maybe an hour drive up as far as a road will take you. And then a 30-minute walk. Out to this viewpoint called Indian Nose, and what I was told later, but I didn't realize at the time, was that the I think it's a mountain. I don't think it's a volcano. I don't think it's a volcano. Indian either. Nose. I but guess
0: it's. I guess there's no look, way to find out now.
1: You're right. There's no way.
0: I'll look it up.
1: But the mountain is supposedly in the shape of or the profile of a Mayan man lying on his back with his nose in the air, and so the nose is the highest point of the of the mountain. And so yeah, the bus took us like most of the way. We did very little work. We shouldn't even call it a hike. It's like Indian nose outlook tour. But it was great.
0: It was it was super beautiful. I really got I I mean, I got a ton of awesome pictures. We have an album up on Facebook. You should go check it out. But I just had a blast uh capturing that view because i don't know you just it's not something you see in iowa definitely not
1: and i reluctantly enjoyed the view while trying to stay as warm as possible
0: reluctantly enjoyed the view it was you enjoyed it just fine once once the sun actually came up and it started to get a little bit warmer then then you're like oh yes this is nice now can we go <laughs> Yeah, I guess it you was reluctantly.
1: Oh, and we got to see Fuego erupting in the distance.
0: We did. Yes. We we Little did we know that we would get to see that magnificent volcano erupt even closer. From even
1: closer? From even Well, I closer. mean, I knew that because I knew we were going to. Well, I knew that we were going to Antigua, so I knew that at the time, but.
0: Oh, I didn't. Nobody tells me nothing.
1: Should we head on to Antigua?
0: We should. I saw. I'm. I'm doing a quick Google search to see if it is. No, I'm telling you. I did a research, volcano. and it's very
1: difficult to figure out.
0: It is very difficult. Because yeah, I already, I already. Some things looked into are it. saying volcano. Other things are saying nothing about it being a volcano. And you, you think that'd be something that you would just want to like put out there, but apparently not.
1: It's unclear. Sorry, world. Our internet searching skills are not great. So we were only on Atitlan for like three days, and then we headed to Antigua, which is kind of more of like, a, I guess, the cultural capital of Guatemala, because Guatemala City is the capital and also way bigger than Antigua. But it's Antig-
0: massive. We drove through it on yeah. our way to Flores.
1: Later on in the week.
0: And we re- we were just there long enough to drive through, really. And as we were looking around, I was like, this place is massive.
1: Yeah. But Antigua itself is the place where it feels like most people go to to vacation or on vacation to to check out kind of a city vibe in Guatemala. I think there's some people who think that Guatemala City is pretty dangerous, and so Antigua is like the safe alternative for sure. exp- experiencing kind of city life in Guatemala. Sure. Anyway, we we kind of had a quiet week in Antigua, except for the volcano hike we'll talk about a little bit later, but. I mean it's a really cool city. It's a colonial city and so the architecture is very very indicative of that. Yep. There's
0: there's parks
1: sink. and plazas everywhere and all the buildings have like a hundred layers of paint that are have been like scrubbed down so there's like this really cool texture to all of the buildings.
0: Would you consider it art deco?
1: No, not at all. Okay.
0: I don't know what that is, but I thought I would ask just to make sure.
1: No. Not even a little bit like that.
0: There also seemed to be a lot of expats in Antigua. It seemed, it seemed like... Expats,
1: that- and then I think it's also a place where people stay longer, mm-hmm. like a longer period of time because there are lots and lots of really good Spanish schools in Antigua. Oh, sure. So I think a lot of people will go for like a month or two months just to Antigua because of the Spanish schools.
0: There were a lot of... We would see anytime we would go to a restaurant or a cafe, there were usually two people sitting across from table from each other with notebooks out. And one one of them had a notebook and the other one had a guidebook of sorts that looked a little more official. I never actually stopped to ask them what they were doing, but... I'm pretty sure they were having Spanish lessons. So,
1: yeah, like a lot, all the schools there offer like one on one lessons, group lessons, et cetera. It mm-hmm. seemed like every time you turned a corner, there's another Spanish school. So, yep. I think it is like the city with the highest concentration of Spanish schools or something.
0: Oh, wow. Knowledge is power, everyone.
1: Yeah. So, lots of people are there, and all, a lot of the Spanish schools offer like homestay kind of things. And yeah, that's cool. We need to talk about. The McDonald's in Antigua.
0: Well, yes, we do need to talk about the McDonald's. Let's mention before the McDonald's that we did not only eat at McDonald's.
1: Well, we didn't eat at McDonald's at all, actually. We just got like strawberry lemonade.
0: Oh, yeah. We didn't eat at McDonald's at all. We did go to <laughs> McDonald's, but we also went to some other places to eat. We we specifically sat down at this barbecue restaurant.
1: It's like our first day there. Yep. And I I don't think I was feeling great. And I was just like, you know what? Let's go to something that sounds familiar. So we went to this like Austin, Texas barbecue joint.
0: Which I was skeptical of because anytime you hear of a food that is not traditionally from a region – and you go, oh, that's this is authentic, whatever, whatever. You go, mm, it's probably not going to taste like it does from that region. And since we're close to, I mean, we lived in Kansas City, which is a big barbecue town in the States. We have a good sense of what barbecue is like. Yeah. And so I was a little skeptical of this barbecue joint. But
1: it was so good. It
0: was amazing. We
1: actually went back after our hike Like the day we got back from our hike, we were like, yep, we're going back there because it was so good. But never fear. We didn't only eat at American places. We also had some really great street food in Antigua. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It is the middle of Lent right now. And so every Sunday during Lent, there's a huge processional in Antigua. And it's a little hard to describe, honestly. But it's not. I mean, it's basically a parade And like there's this giant float with Jesus that is being carried by humans. Yep. And everyone is wearing these purple robes and there's like people burning incense and...
0: There's a marching band behind it.
1: Yeah. The the drummer really got Silas good one time because we were trying to cut across the parade and then this drummer goes, boom, and Silas like... Ran away like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared. <laughs> the parade or the processional. Obviously, we didn't quite capture all of the meaning and and the culture. And we didn't sit and watch the entire parade at any given point. We just happened to cross a couple of different times. Why was I talking about it? Oh, because we went for street food. Yes. The second Sunday we were there, we went out for food and there was. A whole park just full of food vendors. And honestly, maybe that's every Sunday in Antigua. I don't know.
0: We weren't there long enough.
1: Yeah, we weren't there long enough to know these things, but... Uh, it was
0: delicious. We, I had a papaya. Well, wait. You talk about your food, because I'm going to look up what this papaya... It was rolled in something. I'm going to look up. I'm gonna look He's up not right going to
1: find this on the internet. Well, so I had... I just had like some grilled corn or steamed corn, and we had like a pork kebab some pork kebab things and, and then Silas got like, was it a mango or a papaya?
0: I thought it was papaya.
1: Silas had fruit on a stick, but then they like rolled it in some spices. Did you, did you learn anything about it?
0: You, you were supposed to talk longer, Kayla. Oh, the um, internet is not that fast. So how about we go on and you talk about the McDonald's?
1: Oh, okay. I'll talk about McDonald's and you figure out what you ate at the street food place. Anyway, the street food in Guatemala, I mean, we had some street food when we were in uh, Lake Atitlan as well. And there's a lot of like, I guess, barbecue, like different types of meat with some sauce. And still we saw lots and lots of corn tortillas, much like in Mexico. Although in Guatemala, they seem to prefer to, to form them with their hands. So they're a little bit thicker. Then we started finally seeing like rice. Like in Mexico, I feel like we never saw rice anywhere. It was just like corn tortillas for days and days and days. Yep. I will say though, in Guatemala the food was a little less flavorful than in Mexico. Like yeah. it was still good. It was just like not like as much seasoning and so on and so forth.
0: Oh, I think it's ground pumpkin seeds. You're right, it was a mango.
1: <laughs> I just told you it was a mango.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was eating a papaya. At the moment, I remember thinking this is a good mango, but so it's on the top,
1: just, is it chili. Chili powder. Chili That's powder. What I thought. And pumpkin seed pumpkin
0: seed that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah cuz we were trying to place the bottom cuz it kind of looked like uh
0: dirt well, that's what everyone kept telling me well oh,
1: we were all making fun of him everyone
0: was like oh that's so sad that he dropped his his mango in the dirt and i was like no they rolled it in in this stuff specifically i remember it taste it it had a taste but it wasn't a
1: it wasn't as strong like, oh, that's cinnamon. Uh, it wasn't
0: strong sweet or, or yeah. we, um, we were salty struggled or to anything. Place it, it just was kind of.
1: Good job. You found it. I found it. it was, that's awesome. Yes. So, okay. We did this hike, which we're going to talk more about in a second. But the important part here is that we had a local guide with us on the hike. And he highly recommended we went to the McDonald's in, in Antigua.
0: Which you don't hear anyone say. It's like, say. who recommends?
1: Like, oh, you have to go to the McDonald's. Like, Said no one ever. But he was adamant about it. And so we're like, okay, like, we'll we'll go to the McDonald's and yep. see what the heck he's talking about. And we, to be fair, we didn't eat anything there because, well, we basically can't eat anything there if we want to stick to the diet that we kind of normally stick to. And also you'd not feel good the day we, we went to McDonald's and we're not interested in food at all. Yeah, no. But we went to the McCafe instead and got strawberry lemonades, which was great. And we worked there for a little bit. Because here's the thing, the McDonald's in Antigua is like probably the size, I don't even know, of like like a, a grocery store.
0: It's pretty like, big. It's pretty so there's big. Like this
1: huge area where you can order food. And then off on the other side, there's like a huge area that's the McCafe, which is just for like the fancy coffees and drinks. And then actually we found later on the outside of the building, like Still part of McDonald's, but only accessible from the street was like a whole ice cream place that was just like just for ice cream. Yep. And then if you went behind like the counter where you could order food and there's like this long hallway, you we went down there, there's more seating and then pass out where the bathrooms and then past that was like the kids play place. Yep. And then. And then. The biggest part of the restaurant, which I haven't discussed yet. Was this like ginormous terrace patio space that had like.
0: a beautiful view of.
1: It was like open.
0: The volcano. Agua.
1: Yeah. You could see up to the volcano. Ronald McDonald was there sitting on a park bench. There were just hundreds of tables. I mean, we've been to big McDonald's like in European cities.
0: Yes, we have. But. This.
1: This was like, it was like a city park. Like. From a city with really nice parks, <laughs> you know,
0: it was definitely something that if you end up in Antigua, we recommend you just go, go check and out and try
1: it. Like, just you go don't and have hang to eat out the there food. For a bit. Yeah,
0: go grab a coffee or something.
1: Although we heard most of the food is actually local and good. Yes, that was what we were told.
0: That's what we were told.
1: We don't have any. We don't have any personal insight into that
0: that claim no we don't but i would say antigua was a lot of fun the only other kind of big thing we did besides volcanoes which we will get to in a minute hold your horses everyone so was soon the uh what was it the the hill, hill of the cross hill of the cross and so it was just a hill hike it, i would call it like a like a five leisurely minutes stroll of walking with some to get stairs to the top maybe five to ten yeah It was very, very simple. But the view was over the entire city of Antigua and was beautiful.
1: With Volcan Agua in the background.
0: Correct.
1: Oh, it was so pretty from up there. And it was pretty, like, there weren't a ton of people when we first got up there. And And
0: yes, in case you're wondering, there is a giant cross on the hill.
1: Yeah, so there's a cross on the hill. And then below that, there's also... I mean, there's seating everywhere. I think people go up there like for
0: picnics. I don't know, just to chill things, and I don't know what. Yeah, go.
1: it's not very far from town. Like,
0: it's it was pretty simple to get to. Yeah,
1: it's very easy to get to. I'm really glad we went up there because it did have some amazing views, and we were feeling a little wiped from the hike we had done, and had kind of gone back and forth about whether we were going to to walk up there, and it's definitely worth the short walk.
0: Indeed. But from Antigua, we moved on to Flores, Flores. Yes. and we went there primarily to catch a bus to go visit the Tikal ruins.
1: Yep. So Flores itself is like, I don't know, 90 minutes from Tikal National Park, but it seems to be kind of the gateway to Tikal, so to speak. Like There weren't a lot of places to stay near the actual park, so Flores seemed to be the place where you could easily catch kind of like... A shuttle each day into the park and back. And but Flores was actually really cool. It's this little, little island, maybe five blocks by five blocks in the little uh in the middle of a lake. Yep. And so we walked just laps around this little island. And
0: yeah, we did. We were like, well, let's go check out this restaurant. Well, it's all the way on the other side. Oh, well, that'll take us literally seven and a half minutes to get to.
1: Yeah, it was fun because we gotta see like the whole island. I mean, we truly like saw every street on that island. Yeah. And we were only there like forty-eight hours. Yeah. Okay. We had some good food there.
0: Nice little hostel we stayed at, cheap drinks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everywhere there had great drink specials and mm-hmm.
0: But Tikal was yeah, to call's the highlight. Super, super cool. There were a lot of animals that we got to see in the morning. Lots well, of Well, do birds. you want to describe
1: what Tikal is first? And
0: it's it's a uh, it's a mine ruin. Okay. I thought I said that already.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: Kayla, do you want to describe it even further? Uh, I feel like you have well, more to call say.
1: Well, is one of the biggest and most impressive Mayan ruins.
0: Take it away, Kayla.
1: And it predates by like thousand, a thousand years, some of the bigger ruins we went to in Mexico, like Uxmal and Itzá. Hmm. So Guatemala kind of claims to be the heart or the center of the Mayan world because... Technically speaking, like they're kind of in the center because they have no, geographically. Yeah, speaking. geographically they're in the center. But to call in a lot of ways was kind of the heart of the Mayan world and it had all of the connections out to these other cities and so on and so forth. But I will agree with Silas because he what he was starting to say is is right on point. The coolest part is that because we thought Palenque, which was another ruin we visited, was in the jungle. Right. But to call was like Actually, Actually in the, in the jungle. jungle. Like seeing monkeys in the jungle.
0: Monkeys everywhere. I mean, we probably saw like 40 or 50 monkeys. At least. Just hanging out, playing, climbing the trees, doing monkey things.
1: And that's just with us like walking down the paths to go visit the ruins. Like we weren't going out of our way to like monkey watch.
0: No, we were not. Yep. And tons of birds. Saw two tarantula spiders, which we all know I hate giant spiders in the jungle.
1: Did you touch that one, Tarantula?
0: I thought about it, and then I immediately thought, Silas, what are you doing? Get a hold of yourself. Get your life together. You don't touch giant spiders in the forest. And so then I walked away. But I did get video of other people touching the spider. The, the, yeah, the guide, I was totally
1: fine watching other people with the Tarantula. I just didn't want to have anything to do the with guide the The guy picked
0: up the spider and was like, come here, you can hold the spider. And I'm like, it is not a pet. It is a wild animal. It will bite you. It didn't bite anyone, but it could have. It could have.
1: Aren't tarantulas actually not that dangerous?
0: Don't know. They're giant. They're
1: very large for spiders.
0: Actually, these were these were fairly small, I was told, for tarantulas.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: The ones in Australia, the bird eaters, they get really massive. Wow. Well, oh, man. Anyway, it was uh, cool to see all of the wildlife and to learn about the... The ruins there, uh, probably the most exciting part for me, besides the monkeys, was the fact that Mm. Star Wars was filmed there. And by Star Wars, I mean one 15-second clip from episode four, A New Hope, was filmed there. That's true. And it was when the Millennium Falcon flies in to the Rebel base. On the moon. On the moon, right before they go... attack the Death Star. So it was this throwaway scene that they could have just used stock footage for, but they sent out but, a, a But crew. they went all the way
1: to Guatemala. They went started. all the
0: way to Guatemala and they got the shot. And so Kayla and I climbed up to the same spot that they got the shot from. And I tried to recreate the shot with her. We'll see if I can end up throwing my own Millennium Falcon into the shot or or maybe the adventures of Kayla and Silas plane will fly in. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> Who knows? Indeed. But it was awesome. The ruins were awesome.
1: Yeah, they were amazing. It
0: was super, super fun. But let's move on to the highlight of today's podcast episode, volcanoes. We scaled two volcanoes, possibly three if Indian nose is a volcano.
1: I don't think it is.
0: But we did do two for sure. The first was San Pedro.
1: Right. So this was on Lake Atitlan. We kind of got there and we had been told to do Indian nose and then also possibly San Pedro. And we were kind of like, oh, well, if we're going to do a hike, like, like
0: let's do a hike. Yes.
1: I think that was pretty much all the thought we put into agreeing to do San Pedro.
0: I put in even less thought than that. Kayla said, do you want to do a hike up to the top of this volcano? And I said, sure. The end. The end.
1: We weren't very prepared. And the other thing too is like I somewhat blame the the company we went with because they could have easily said like you should bring this much water and this much food. That would be a great idea, but they didn't say anything.
0: They just and, said, "All right, let's go to the top of this volcano."
1: Yeah, and I think like anyone in reasonably good shape can do San Pedro. Yeah. Especially if you're acclimated to the altitude cuz uh like that just that
0: is the biggest thing.
1: Just where we started from is pretty high up. And so, like 1,600 meters. And the volcano is only 3,000 meters. So, it's not like it wasn't like a super crazy high hike or anything.
0: It's not Everest.
1: But we did not combat the fact that I know that I get altitude sickness very well. So, we should have eaten a lot more food. We, we should, should have brought a
0: lot more water. And we should have gone at probably a little bit slower pace than we did. Yeah. Our guide kept encouraging us to go a little bit faster. I think because he was also the owner of the tour company we booked with, I think he had to get back to work. And so he was trying to make sure we got up there at a decent pace so we could get down at a decent pace so that we he could get back to work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it was exactly because I did I don't feel like he did anything wrong.
0: No, he was a nice guy and and he was was nice and he was encouraging. and And he took us to the top which was very nice of him, but...
1: Yeah, he had a very quick pace, and... He does this all the time. Well, of course. And he lives at 1,600 meters or whatever. Correct. Which also helps, I believe. So, suffice it to say, while the view from the top of St. Pedro was beautiful... Really cool. We kind of finished that hike thinking, like...
0: I never want to do a volcano ever again.
1: Yeah, and... I was literally sore for a week after that hike because we didn't take, like, trekking poles or anything like that, and so...
0: I was wearing sandals.
1: Yeah, Silas wore, like, not Not foot fox, but, like, Keen sandals, and so the rocks and stuff kept getting in his shoes, and he kind of started getting a blister, and...
0: I I nipped that in the bud right away. I was like, you know what? This is gonna... I'm just gonna walk funny on my foot.
1: Well, and my biggest thing is my knees because I... Already have some like pain in my knees. And so going up the way we did with it's very steep, like a lot of stairs wasn't so bad. But coming back downstairs without having like a trekking pole or something to kind of brace your impact yep. was it was tough on my knees. And so seriously, so sore. But we were still glad to make it back down. We ate a really big lunch. We took a really long shower.
0: We ate a bunch of tacos, went and took a shower, went back out to eat almost. Like two hours later. Two hours later. (laughs)
1: It was like I think we still had
0: snacks before we went to bed. Early dinner.
1: Another dinner. Yeah. So then about a week later. About a week later, we were like, you know what? Let's do another volcano. Well, we were already in Antigua. Antigua, So we'd already kind of transferred on to Antigua, which is also surrounded by amazing volcanoes. And we were kind of like... We kind of spent a couple, our first few days in the Antigua, we didn't do too much. We were exhausted. We were catching from hiking. up on work that we needed
0: to. Wow. Well, we, we had a little bit better Wi Fi. were
1: sore. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like the longer you are in Antigua, the more you like look up and see these amazing peaks high above you. And the most impressive one is Fuego, which is like constantly erupting.
0: Every seven to 20 minutes it goes off, and there's no really rhyme or reason. It's, that just, duration, it's but just
1: so cool to watch. I mean, especially like where we live, like that's not something you see.
0: No, it's not.
1: You know, and not, we don't even see mountains where we live, let alone volcanoes. And we so, get excited
0: when we see a hill. There aren't any hills. There are a couple. There's one or two, Kayla. Oh, fine. There's one fair, or two.
1: Fair, okay, fine. Well, so anyway, we, there's kind of like a decision between hiking Pacaya and hiking Akatenango. And Pacaya is like a three-hour Hike. And at the top, you can roast marshmallows. That's unfund us. But Pacaya is like, A, not a huge volcano.
0: No, it's not. Which was actually a vote in the... In favor of yeah, doing Yeah, in favor that. of hiking Pacaya. <laughs> I'd still but like the, to go back and do Pacaya. Yeah,
1: Pacaya would have been really cool if we had had time and energy. But the re- the reason we chose to hike Akatenango is because it sits right beside... Volcan Fuego, Fuego and all of the hikes up Acatenango Fuego and all of the hikes up Acatenango are Fuego <laughs> all the hikes of Acatenango are overnight hikes so you actually camp basically level with Fuego yes the eruptions on Fuego and it's just beautiful well we can say that now we had to do a lot of prep work to get ready for that hike.
0: Mm. We decided we should do a lot of prep work for that hike after doing San after Pedro. After not
1: doing any prep work for San Pedro. Yeah. We may have overcompensated a bit for Agatine. A
0: little But... We went with a nice company. We went with
1: a good company. We
0: did a lot of research about several different companies to make sure that we went with a company that we felt that would support us with our inabilities and and lack of experience hiking volcanoes. They were very supportive. They were very kind. We and helpful. went
1: to like a th- basically a thrift store I got and got some tennis shoes,
0: so that I was not hiking up the mountain
1: and in sandy. sandals. We excuse me up the volcano. A lot
0: in of water and snack food. Oh gosh, the company we went with said, "Make sure you bring five liters per person." And I said, "That is a ridiculous amount of water. I will do that."
1: Yeah, and we probably gave them like three liters of our ten. We
0: did we for ten.
1: cooking and coffee and stuff
0: for the group, not just for us. Like, right? right, right. They were like, "Can anyone spare some water for dinner?" Mm-hmm. And like,
1: "Yes, please. We do not. want to it. carry this water back we're, down." We're this already night. at
0: the point where we were just going to be going back down. Right. when they needed our water to cook with. And I thought, you and know We what? still
1: ended with like a liter.
0: We did. It we ended still- up
1: really, uh, it worked out totally
0: perfectly, actually. It did, yeah. No, I'm I'm glad that we had as much water as we did, and I'm glad that we didn't die.
1: I'm glad we had as many snacks as we did, even though we still, a week later, have snacks left over for Akatenango's hike.
0: It's okay. Snacks keep, for the most part. Yeah, the ones we have left over. So we took eight hours to get up to base camp, which was right across from Fuego. I don't think it actually took
1: us eight hours. It was about really, it was about eight hours, yeah. I thought we left at like 11 and we got up there at like four.
0: The bus took off at...
1: Oh, 10 to four. I thought it was like 10 to four, like six hours. Okay. I don't know. We took some longer breaks. We went way slower than we had on San Pedro because... Well, I think part of it is like the guides were spending the night with us. We were, none of us were in a hurry to get somewhere.
0: Because we just had we were to get there by the yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. The first day is a long day. Yes. And it's kind of cool because you really go through kind of three distinct sections as you hike.
0: The first day. Yep. Yeah,
1: the first day. So the first section is just like these hot and dry and dusty farmland area. And it is
0: awful. It's the worst part.
1: It's the worst part. And then you get to this like cloud forest. Well, our guide called it cloud forest. I mean, it was basically just like there were trees. And so it was shady. Mm-hmm. And also, we were getting kind of to the same height as where clouds were happening. Yep. And so it cooled down a lot considerably. But the hike doesn't necessarily get easier there. Like no. it's still super steep. Yep. But you're not as miserable because you don't have the dust and the sunlight and such. And then we stopped for lunch. They made us tacos, which was delicious. And then we kept going and just not too much further. We got to what our guide called the flat part of the hike, <laughs> which was not flat, but it wasn't as steep as the first two sections. Right. Because you're basically going around the mountain at that point instead of just kind of straight up. It was really cool. It was, that's my favorite part of the hike because great are over... Yeah, you're overlooking Antigua and Volcan Agua. And so you can see like, oh, it's just really pretty. And there were clouds in the sky and so on and so forth.
0: A lot of cool pictures there, too.
1: Yeah. And then we came around the bend and started seeing fuego erupting. Fuego. <laughs> and then got kind of settled into camp for the night. And it was it was good. I was glad we had the group we did. No one was in a rush to like be the winner or something. No. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, it was good. We camped. We took pictures. I took pictures constantly until my battery died of fuego erupting late into the evening. I wouldn't say night. We tried, we tried well, to go to bed by like nine. Yeah. I was going to say- we were going to get up around- It
1: because we were. it was dark outside. We
0: got up around four again the next morning, 4, 4.30, something like that.
1: Yeah, like 4.45, I think.
0: Well, we tried to leave by 4.45, I thought. I don't know. Something yeah, but I think
1: they accidentally way. woke us up at 4.45, which is why Oops. we didn't make it for sunrise. Oh, well. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: We didn't make it to the we, summit for we sunrise. We didn't make it to we the we summit, were summit for sunrise. a great spot for sunrise.
1: Yeah, I actually preferred where we were for sunrise because we were on the east side of the mountain, so we saw the sun come up behind Agua, which is
0: yep. the volcano to the east. And there were a ton of people at summit waiting for sunrise. And so we got to experience it kind of by ourselves because we were a bit farther down.
1: Well, and the other part too is like the summit's freaking cold. So oh, I yeah. would not have wanted to wait for anything up there. Like yeah. had I known how cold it was, I would have, because I actually had some altitude sickness doing the, the the walk up the next morning. Yeah. Again, it's like this whole other terrain. So it, this fourth section of the mountain is all volcanic rock. And it seemed like every time you took a step, you lost your shoe. Because it's so thick with this, I don't know, like pebbly kind of texture. Volcano
0: dirt. Yeah.
1: It was just very slow going and the altitude was getting to me. And so the first thing I did when we got to summit was I just like sat down and ate a bunch of peanuts and I should have eaten them. I should have stopped and eaten them before we got up there. Because when we got up there, all I wanted to do was like be bundled up and take a few pictures and look around and then get the hell out of there.
0: It was so cold. Kayla. I'm always cold. Hate's cold. But it was a really fun trip. I would do it again, not right away. I would do it again later. But I think that we're going to be scaling a few more volcanoes before we get out of Central America. I would guess. Yeah,
1: Nicaragua for sure. I think has we'll a lot want, of
0: volcanoes that we can we'll want
1: out. to do some volcano ish stuff there. I'm not quite sure. It's one of those things, like, we're never going to forget about that hike. No. It's, like, probably the coolest thing we've done so far on this trip.
0: One of, one of I would agree. Speaking of coolest things we've done on the trip, Caleb, what were your favorite things from Guatemala?
1: Besides Acatenango, I'm assuming, since I just said it was my favorite thing of the entire trip.
0: <laughs> sure. Let, let's do that, then. Hmm. Do
1: you have a favorite thing?
0: I would say to call was really, really cool. I liked visiting to call a lot. Mr. Mullet's pool table. (laughs) And, oh, we went to a bar in Antigua one night that had live music, and I really liked the performer. She had a very cool vibe about her, a really nice voice. Was playing electric guitar by herself. This kind of blues singer songwriter feel. It was really, really cool. So
1: I forgot all about that. Um
0: what is your favorite part? So,
1: so I I really liked the Indian nose hike
0: oh, because yeah. it was
1: basically not a hike. Yeah. And the view is a huge payout. Like the view's phenomenal.
0: Yes, I would agree. I, I I'm going to tack that onto my list as well, but go ahead.
1: I really liked, so to call is amazing, but the coolest part about being into call was all the monkeys. (laughs) So really liked that. I loved the day in Antigua, the Sunday of the processional when there was all the street food in the park by the one church. Oh Yeah. Because it was just so fun going from stall to stall to stall and seeing what all people were selling. And yeah, I mean, we literally did laps around that park before we spent a single penny because we were just like, OK, what exactly do we want? Because we didn't want to like fill up on something.
0: And then feel sad that we didn't get to yeah. try something else.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Guatemala was great. Like I said, we the three places we went, Atitlan, Antigua, and Flores slash call, they're like very kind of on the beaten path, so to speak. Sure. Places to visit. And we didn't get to do a couple of things that other people really raved about, like samook mm-hmm. Champagne or Rio Dolce or anything like that, because we're now here in Belize meeting up with my parents. And so we were on a bit of a schedule because they... Hi, Don. Hi, Lisa. They're not actually in the room right this second. But, they're not. But that's what we're doing in Belize. And that's kind of why we were on a bit of a schedule in Guatemala to make it here on time and yeah for the amount of time we had in guatemala i feel like we totally killed it
0: we got a lot done we saw a lot of things we saw fuego and we had fun but that's our show as always we ask that you reach out with any questions you might have we're always available via comments social media or email we've also launched a patreon community If you follow the link below to our Patreon page, you can get exclusive access to our content and our vacation planning assistance. Once again, I'm Kayla. And I'm Silas, wishing you luck with your upcoming adventures.